Hello, everyone. This is Morgan, and I'm here with the Naked Without Shame show. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the relationship between education and love. Stay tuned. Open the cops, open up your hearts to Hi, Megan. Hey, Morgan. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm ready to have another talk with you about, well, really children again. <laughs> yeah. Last episode, we talked about the child. And in this episode, we want to talk about like child development kind of and like education yeah. and share our experiences yeah. um, with children that we've had especially in our careers right now and right. how like we see like John Paul II's idea of like using love to educate and to like form a person um, yeah. with like, yeah, with children in yeah. particular. So yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So John Paul II says that man is incomprehensible to himself without love. I, I should read the whole quote, but I don't have it in front of me, but that's the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand yourself without love. That's John Paul, one of John Paul II's big, you know, statements. And we want to kind of develop that, that thinking or that logic in light of education. So how do you educate? And this is something that, yeah, like you were saying, like both of us are, it's very relevant to us. Like not only because I'm, you know, about to have a child in a couple of weeks, um, but also because my job, I, in the past year, I've taught little kids and actually older kids. I taught kindergartners through seniors, um, at this small, really beautiful Catholic school. And it was like my first experience of teaching. I've been studying for years and years um, to teach basically. And so this is my first concrete experience of it. Um, and I, yeah, I learned a lot. And I think that this is one of the most important things that I learned, this kind of relationship, what we're gonna unpack, this relationship between love and being loved and then the ability to learn and how they like are in inherent to each other. And it's something that like, it's, it sounds sort of weird to people, I think. I mean, it's not something you'd immediately think of when you're like taught education in like a general, you know, go to like some typical college or something like that where you study, you get an education degree. Like you're not taught this. You're taught like, I don't even know what you're taught. I've never got an education degree. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're taught like more specifically, like, okay, this is how you teach kids technique. about this. And like, technique. this is like a te yeah. technique. Exactly. Techniques. <laughs> and so... Yeah, like this, but this sort of more like fundamental reality of like before you can use those techniques, which the techniques are important. I mean, you do need techniques, I think, um, in any That's kind what, of yeah occupation. Um, but yeah, what's sort of more fundamental is like this relationship that you have with the child and how that is actually what like like allows learning to happen. Um, and then Megan, you can share too your experience of being a speech therapist. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've just recently started working with like toddlers and doing a lot of like family therapy, th family coaching and helping like the child essentially like talk and in engage in play and to be able to communicate with mom and dad. Um, and in my experience, seeing um, like my job as a way to like help kids in particular, like learn about the world and like have an education in um, like connecting with the world through play, but then also of course like family because the child sees the family so much and like 
you know, wants to engage with the family in his or her own little world. And so it's, it's related, I think. Um, I'm not a teacher, but I kind of teach um, communication, like how to have communion with, with the things and the people around, around us, um, in particular with these little kiddos. Yeah. They're very cute. Yeah, that's really beautiful. <laughs> They're very fun. Yeah. They're that's very fun. So yeah, it is really interesting. And I learn a lot just by observing them and um and thinking about like my own education and the theology of the body and then John Paul II Institute and like understanding the child being born into a family, um like learning about the world through like the goodness around them. Like I, I like see all these different themes in my job and it's like it's really cool it's really yeah. cool to see you know yeah it's super interesting um, it's super cool. yeah yeah and like parents are very like engaged and supportive too like especially if a child isn't communicating with them you know they they're like oh I, you know they want their child to say mama or dada they want their child to mm-hmm. um let them know what they need instead mm-hmm. of you know having like a fit or like crying because they can't like connect um yeah you know, it's, it's neat to like, see the, the family, like engaged in the child's development. Um, and like, and like helping them flourish, helping them like, you know, become a little person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So this topic, I think of the relationship between love and learning that we're going to get into is, is just relevant to our lives currently, just in kind of our, our day to day and what we do, um, for, Mm -hmm. for work. And, um, we thought that there was, were some really like neat themes that John Paul II affirms, um, that we can talk about, especially like kind of once again, like the development of the human person in this education of love. Yeah. So, um, Maureen, do you have any like instances or examples yourself of like in school where you like have seen your kids kind of. I don't know, flourish or not flourish, like what motivates them to learn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, I mean, I, I, I definitely do. This has been like one of the things I've really seen actually the most, I think in teaching. Um, and yeah, and it's something that like kind of surprised me. Like I just didn't realize how like essential this was like this, this, uh, re- this like relationship of love basically between the teacher and the child. So I, I would say that the, the first thing that comes to mind is in my um, first grade class, there's this very sweet little girl um, who I love dearly. She um, she really struggles to pay attention. <laughs> she throughout the year really struggled to pay attention. Um, and I thought it was really fascinating because sort of like there's all these like, t- you know, with, with children, there's like constantly um, nowadays when the, this this issue is present, there's like talk of like, oh, well, maybe they have like learning stability or like ADHD or they kind of try to categorize or like, I don't know what you, what you say. They sort of like almost like medicalize these problems. Diagnose. Immediately. Diagnose. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, jump, jumping to that, you know, as like the sort of like way to solve this issue, which, you know, could be valid sometimes. Right. Um, but yeah. I think that what was what was fascinating for me is that I saw through teaching this girl day in, day out, that when I paid attention to her, like when I gave her my attention in a more kind of personal way, because when you're teaching a group of children, a group of girls, like 
you can't give as much individualized attention, right? I mean, you have to kind mm -hmm. of like function within a group. Manage the class. Yeah. Manage the class. Exactly. And that, you know, you can kind of like, I found, you know, oftentimes like become very engrossed in that, like just classroom management because like one person, you know, does something funny and the other, all the other girls laugh and then it's just chaos and it's just a lot of chaos, especially with little girls. I mean, I'm sure little boys, it's actually worse, but I, it's a fair amount of chaos, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, and that was, yeah, it was beautiful, but a challenge. Um, and anyway, but what I thought was very fascinating with this particular girl was that when I did give her my personal attention, she was able to do the work that was asked of her with like flying colors. Like she was incredible. Wow. Like very, very mm. smart girl. But when she wasn't given that attention, she refused to do the work. Hmm. And it was almost so as if she like couldn't do it. I mean, I think that like if I had not known her, I would think like, oh, maybe she just can't do this. Maybe she shouldn't be in first grade. You know, wow. so that is just a very fascinating, very profound lesson for me of like, oh, well, like there must be something actually, you know, that like this this girl needs actually this affirmation, this personal connection in order to learn and in order to like apply herself in focus even, um, which is obviously essential wow. to learning. So, yeah, this was a very, very interesting insight to me. Um, that there that there's like a need that she wasn't maybe having met. Right. Yeah. And then like the need for like attention or one-on-one -on -one focused affirmation yeah. um, of her person, of her goodness in ways. Right. And then when you were able to like attend to her, she like opened up and she could do it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting as opposed to maybe like commanding or telling the child like you need to do this you need to do this focus 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 yeah exactly. you actually just like to like just get frustrated and right yeah, like, why won't you do this like i know you can do it i've seen you do it before why won't you do it why won't but, like you do not it? realizing that like yeah. the deeper issue is for her for whatever reason there is this like, intense need as like you know a seven-year-old for this affirmation or this personal connection in, with relation mm -hmm. to education and like That's so what what is i mean like you know because of my sort of foundation in John Paul II's theology and philosophy, like I, I saw this as like a very profound thing. I kind of like, you know, not that I was always perfect, um, but I, I really did like, I, I, I wanted to pay attention to this. I thought that this was actually really important and interesting and like something that I should, um, mm -hmm. yeah, right. affirm yeah. and not, and not like kind of like right. squash in her, like this, does this desire to be, paid attention to and loved essentially. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so interesting. Like that, um, like that, what comes to mind is that this child had the abilities, like the, the skills to do the work, but it, it needed like, once again, these other needs met to like kind of unlock that, you know, um, yeah. She couldn't and access that, that attention, that right. ability. Yeah, but interesting. Like, if you think about communion and like communicating with another, like attention to something or to a person allows you at the, with love, like that safe space to then do and to open and to function and to grow. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Because like without attention to a person or to like the things of the world, there's, there's no point in communicating. And this is like something that I've 
observed like in my work like with with children like when I'm trying to get them to say mama or dada or when I'm trying to get them to communicate even sounds like animal noises or car sounds um if we're if we're both not able to pay attention to the same thing in our environment there's not going to be a shared experience yeah there's not going to be like a a shared experience to even communicate about And so like, I have some kids that I just work on attention and play skills, like that we Mm -hmm. can sit down and like pay attention to something at the same time to be able to like talk about, commune about, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Super interesting. So like attention, giving attention, or we could say like affirmation in a way, like we're affirming each other or we're affirming the toy we're playing with. You know, affirmation allows for, once again, like this openness to like learn and to grow. Yeah. So you're saying kind of like, this is how I'm understanding it, but maybe I'm wrong. Like in your experience in speech therapy, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not so much that like the first thing you do with these kids is like just teach them, try to teach them to speak. You know, like just like focus on like Mm -hmm. the actual like language component, but like you, you kind of like have to go even deeper, more fundamental and like why do we speak in general kind of like, why, why do we speak? What's the point of speaking? And you're saying like, it's because of this ability to be in relationship through, through language. Right. Right. Is that, is that what yes. you're saying? Okay. It is. And, and to like be in relationship with one another, but also like to be in relationship with, with one another and a thing that we can like enjoy together. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. Because if we can't like, both enjoy and com- like commune in just even an activity, then then we're not going to commune. We're not going to communicate, right? We're going to do yeah. our own thing. And so like, that's what's really interesting about play because play is a lot of fun and play mm-hmm. like gets kids motivated to like want to share things, you know, yeah. want to like show mom or dad like, oh, this funny thing that this toy did, or look what I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, just the notion of play and enjoyment in things and affirmation also, like, creates that that place of love in a way, you know? I think yeah. that, like, love and play go together. Love and, like, ease, love and um, enjoyment kind of goes together for the sake of, like, yeah, communing with others communion yeah. with, with people, you know, right. it makes so. me think of, of attachment theory, right? Mm. This sort of, I don't even yeah. think of attachment theory, someone, some psychologist <laughs> in the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's obviously like, it's a very, yeah, I'm sure most of you heard about it. Like it's mm-hmm. basically this idea that like, that humans are formed through their attachments, their attachment relationships, and like primarily the parents right? They're like those mm. the more the most fundamental sort of attachment relationships that we're all kind of formed in um, yeah. and how you have to, like the importance of secure attachment. So like this idea that if the child has secure attachment is, is sort of feels safe in those fundamental relationships, um, they then have the ability or the capacity to have interest in the world. So like you, you observe in little children, uh-huh. If they have like this sort of secure attachment, they're then they feel safe to go encounter the world or go play with other children, right? Because they right. they're they're sort of grounded in this 
experience of love, right? That then gives them interest right. in other things, right? And then you mm. see with, uh, on the opposite side, like you see with children who have insecure attachment, there's there's a reluctance or there's a, an inability to be interested in the world, right? To like, right. To, Why? to want to engage. Yeah. Because there be, there's a reluctance because there's not those attachments haven't been formed in like a secure way is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, yeah. I know like a very little bit about attachment theory, but it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I think it like, is, I think it goes with what we're talking about with like this relationship between love and learning, <clears throat> because mm-hmm. if, your caregivers, like very early on in life, as you develop as a child, are creating, once again, this this space to like commune with them in a playful, in a fun, in a safe, in a loving way, mm-hmm. then we can like, it's okay to know that we can go out and like continue to de- delight in the world and to enjoy the world. And like that motivates learning. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. motivates like the development of the human person. You know, to like develop a person to really be alive. And I was thinking like of my answer to like the question, like what does it mean to be fully human? Mm. Like kind of practically, if you ask yourself that, like what does that feel like to you or what does that mean? Um, In a lot of ways, when I think of it, I think of somebody who's very interested in the world and like very engaged. Yeah. Like very open. Like someone who's very open. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very open and like excited about things mm-hmm. and like, and excited about seeing people and excited about, um, you know, surprises and excited about whatever's to come. Like that to me indicates a person who has learned that like the world is good and that mm-hmm. um, like the world is love really. Yeah. Like the world is full of love and that opens me. So there's a lot more to the answer of like what it means to be fully human. <laughs> but like to me, when I yeah. think of somebody or when I, you know, I think of like how I want to be myself, I want to be like this very engaged, like just like kind of has a zeal of life kind of, you know, attitude. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and so that, that definitely like ties into what we're saying about like education, you right. know, like to, to, um, have children have the space of love, you know, in your classroom, you, you're trying to like create an atmosphere of love to create a secure place, that secure attachment to then like just learn and grow. Yeah. You know, that's super cool. Yeah. And that's more primary and fundamental than like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, as a teacher, like I I found myself, yeah, the technique, exactly. Like I found myself like often in this sort of like this tension of like, okay, we have all this work to do. I have to get this stuff done because this is what's expected. And yet like there's a more fundamental need that these children have, especially little children, I think. But even, I mean, the older children, older children, the older girls too, like the seniors that I taught, like what's actually more important is that the relationship is affirmed between the teacher and the student and the sort of that like is what actually allows for engagement. It's not just about like teaching facts, if that makes sense. Right. 
as like the sort it's of like, like a disposition. Yeah, it's a, a, just a learning is like what's fundamental to learning a, is a disposition. Exactly, like a disposition right. dis disposition of openness, right? And if that's mm -hmm. lacking, you can teach the kid whatever you want, you know, as many things as you want, and nothing is right. going to register. Yeah, it makes me think right. of like trying to like teach a child a skill like in the home like yeah. you know this could be education as well but like it makes me think of like you're trying to get a child to like do some sort of chore or do something like um like teach a skill like teach like manners or something and like you could do that over and over and over and over and over again and I don't have children so I can't, I can't speak to like the difficulty <laughs> of that um but there there's also got to be like a way to educate the child in like, once again, that disposition of like the goodness of the skill itself, like the goodness of yeah. the world or the goodness of consideration. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That, that this doing this allows me to affirm a relationship basically uh, in which I'm loved. Mm -hmm. And therefore I, I don't just do it because I'm being obedient. Right. But I do yeah, it because I, right. I want to, I see that it's, right. it's good too. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the same thing with yeah. school. It's like, it's not just about like, okay, I want to do this so I can get A's. I mean, that only goes so far. You see that a lot. Like it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the desire to like perform well and be successful can only take you so far, right. but yeah. the desire to like actually affirm what's intrinsically good about what is being taught and what you're learning. Like that mm -hmm. is just, yeah, just so much more valuable. Right. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the question or the, the difference between like what, you know, the answer, sorry, with the question of what does it mean to be human? Yeah. It's like, well, are, does it mean that we are a performer or is there yeah. something we different? We do things well. You we know what I mean? We produce good things. Right. Yeah. Or is it, there's something more to that? Like, what does yeah. it mean to be human? Yes. Like morality is a piece of humanity and we, we affirm that doing good things performing in a way but there has to be something deeper than that when it comes to like human development right right yeah um it's like yeah would it, how would you answer that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah I think the the why behind it do these things why I mean what's the point I mean I think a lot of kids mm -hmm. I mean I would see with the seniors like they sort of reach that point where it's like okay you know why should I do this assignment you know Especially like towards the end of the year when it's like the grades don't even matter anymore. <laughs> like, why would mm -hmm. you turn this in, you know? And I think that that's something that I remember having to kind of also be, I was also confronted with at a certain age where it's like, why am I, why do I want to learn, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, it was only, it was only when I started to understand the intrinsic value of it that I saw that it was for me. Mm -hmm. It was something valuable for me um, mm -hmm. within like, yeah, for me, it was like the, the love of God, you know, this experience of conversion. And then I fell in love with theology, you know, so to affirm yeah. that relationship, I wanted to learn. And I went from being like in high school, I was like, I was a pretty good student, but like not great and like not very organized, <laughs> which is, yeah, you know, me not super surprising still. But, um, <laughs> but then I went from you know being that way and then to being like a really good student when mm. I, when I realized there was a reason why I was learning what I was learning. And it was actually mm -hmm. to affirm this, like this relationship that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. To you recognize that the things that you wanted to learn were like good and good for yeah. you. 
good exactly and that mode motivated you. it wasn't just about me like getting a good grade it was about me mm -hmm. becoming more myself in learning this mm -hmm. yeah right yeah yeah and so the idea that um uh okay so education and the child like once again I, I feel like this theme of like the world being good is coming to mind and and like really wanting to learn because things are delightful and enjoyable. I think mm -hmm. that's like also really an important piece to that. Like that ties to love. Yeah. Right. So like love, um, I feel like there's some, there's something that you used to say Morgan about love and joy. Um, hmm. uh, never mind. <laughs> It'll, it might come to me later, but, huh. uh, or maybe it's a St. Therese quote. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like the same thing. <laughs> yeah, something about like love and joy going together. Yeah. Well, she says, if you can't do something with joy, yeah. um, don't, don't do it, basically. If you can't make a sacrifice with joy, don't do it. Mm. Is that what you're thinking of? Yes, I think so. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so like the, the notion of, joy and the importance of joy in communicating something yeah. right about the world and about the goodness of things and the openness that we have to the world to learn about it to to delight in it um i think it's just really really good really important yeah 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 so um yeah i mean that's kind of my point <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so i guess yeah um, just as like a more practical sort of takeaway maybe for this yeah. episode, like sure. how does this, how does knowing this sort of change the way that you interact with children and people in general, mm -hmm. like, but in terms of like educating, I mean, if there's like moms out there, or dads or whatever listening, sure. like who like, mm -hmm. it, I, I mean, I totally understand being a teacher, like how difficult it is to maintain this awareness with your children day in, day out. That like, it's not just about like accomplishing things and like just getting through the day. And like, if you, yeah, when you think of it that way, it's very hard and it's constantly frustrating, right? Mm -hmm. To like, they're just not, they don't want to do it. They don't do what you ask them to do. And you're like kind of against them all the time. I mean, I saw that a lot in school, how, how tempting that is for teachers mm -hmm. um, to be in that kind of like way of operating. Right. Um, I don't have the experience yet as a mother, but I'm sure I will experience that. Um, mm -hmm. So like, how do you cultivate in yourself and just like maintain this awareness of there's something more fundamental that's the most important thing in educating children and just dealing with children in general. And like, if they, if you don't like foster this disposition in them of love and then therefore this openness to the world, like everything you're, everything you do is just going to be pointless. And you're going to constantly be at odds with them. And maybe you think mm -hmm. there's something wrong with them too. That's, I mean, that's another thing that I'm really passionate about. Like, I think most of the time, this, I'm not a professional. I don't know. I think most of the time there's not something wrong with children. It's really like we as adults don't understand. We can't put ourselves in their perspective well enough to, to help them, to form them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So like with all these yeah. diagnoses we were talking about earlier, I mean, again, not to like say that, you know, they're never... A real thing but i think that like a lot of this tendency to diagnose children has to do with this inability to understand like the child's fundamental needs 
And then like mm-hmm. the different children also like express those needs differently. And those needs are different in the individual, basically. Like it's not a one right. size fits all model. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Education is, is not one size fits all. It has to be individualized. Yeah, it so. does. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so going back to was... my question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was I great. I, I feel like yeah. you answered your question. No, that was great. So your question then is more practically. Yeah. How do you foster this disposition? basically yeah. in children and in yourself, mm-hmm. like in dealing with children yeah. informing children, yeah. like of, yeah. Like affirming a love that leads to their openness to reality that then causes them to like do their chores and learn and yeah. do their work, like, and be able mm-hmm. to do that in a, in a good way, like in a, mm-hmm. so they can flourish. Right. Right. Yeah. I think what you said is like what came to my mind when you said, um, what can we do in ourselves? Like, how can we help our children? But what about ourselves? I think yeah. when it comes to like being an adult that is, you know, in charge of children or has been given children to educate, to form into, you know, human beings that flourish. Like we, um, I think first I have to ask the question, like anytime like my child is maybe, acting out or is doing something that like not listening or not open to doing their schoolwork, whatever that is. Um, like thinking like how, how am I modeling this openness? And then also like, what is the need then that, that is, that is not being met. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, because, because if it's about relationship, once again, like in all these examples, we're talking about the relationship, um, the importance of that, that opens you. I'm a part of that relationship <laughs> with the child. Yeah. And so I have a part to play as well. Yeah. You know, and in like how the child is receiving me. That's why I think like, once again, this idea of delight mm. in things is so important, yeah. not only with the things in the world, but with your child. Yeah. With like affirming the child and giving do praise and like being excited to see your child. Um, I think that is like one thing that comes to mind when we, when we can model that, that element of delight that they need. Um, Then other things like reflecting on your own, like I said, part in the education of the child and like, um, yeah, are, yeah. are you open? You know, like, exactly. am I open <laughs> to the world? Say, am like, I open first... to other people? Yeah. First being open yourself. And it's so easy, like in the whatever chaos of life to be open, Mm -hmm. but like seeing that is like the most like important thing of like, you need to be open to this child that's before you and Mm -hmm. not just like take them for granted and think like they just need to fit into your schedule and your world. But like, what is their world? Who are they? Like the sort of like openness to the mystery of that person. Uh-huh. And not allowing not allowing yourself to just take it for granted, take them for granted every day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I think yeah. I mean, this is sort of like an obvious thing, but like just praying before going to school was like huge for me. I found like when I would pray mm-hmm. before school and just like ask God for the grace to have openness and patience with the children, like it would totally change and transform that day. Um, mm-hmm. So just like staying rooted in prayer, I think is a big thing, sure. and allowing this openness. Right. Yeah. Right. To receive but, grace. Yeah, to them, yeah exactly. Because it's really a gra- mm-hmm. openness is a grace, right? 
like we we can't give that to ourselves it's something that needs to be given to us yeah so, absolutely yeah i'd say first yeah, asking for good. it but then i don't know would you say anything else with how do you become open um, i don't know i think and you might experience this morgan as you like have have children yourself coming up um but it's amazing how your child like reflects back to you who you are <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and Probably so like in a way, in yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like your child can reflect back yeah. like, who you are and be like, oh, I do that, don't I? Yeah. Um, I Maybe I could be more open with, the, you know, the people in the grocery store or in the whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's what also comes to mind is like taking advantage of the ways that your child will teach you (laughs) how to be, how to be open and, and not even like in the ways that they close off that the way that we do, like we've learned how to, but the ways that they like can be very engaged in the world and interest in the world and play. You know, I think that's like one big thing that we also learned at the John Paul II Institute is like the importance of the child's disposition to life in general. Like it, yeah. you know, somebody to, like, that our... allow us to, that should be informative and educational for us actually. Right. There's something mm-hmm. like extremely beautiful about that disposition that we kind of, we kind of have a tendency to lose as adults. Exactly. Like this notion yeah. of play, like right. this no, notion of like exploration and like everything's kind of new, right? Like, yeah, so we're just like exploring. Yeah. yeah. Everything's new. And so I think we can like really learn that lesson from kids. Yeah. Of like seeing things around us, even though maybe nothing's new, but it can be, you know, yeah, and to, it is. And to like, like be excited about that. Yeah. The reality is that it is like, mm. what's that? Is, isn't it, gosh, is it Chesterton who says that like every day or like why, uh, <laughs> I always bring up quotes and I don't actually <laughs> know what they're saying. I know, <laughs> me too. <laughs> It's a really bad habit. Oh, um, sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it's something about like how like every day, like the, why is the why is life cyclical? Like why is there day and night? Why is there like the seasons? Mm. And it's like because God, like to God, like it's new every day. Yeah. Like and yeah. it's like exciting and beautiful every single day. Like the fact that the sun rises and the fact that the sun sets is like just incredibly beautiful. And like that's like the simplicity yeah. of God. Actually, like it's. And that, that children mirror, like children also have that excitement. Like when they wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, right. they're just like so pumped to start the day. And we're like, oh yeah. my gosh, like, let me sleep another hour. Yeah. Like, give me coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. What comes to mind is like the repetition of daily life. That's, that's over and over again. Right. The, the sun rising and sun setting, like that happens yeah. all the time. Right. What comes to mind is working with this little kiddo who I think for, oh my gosh, I couldn't even tell you how long we did this little routine. He was, he was like, he was like upside down over the couch and I couldn't see him. And I was pretending to like, not be able to see him. I said, yeah. where, where are you? Where are you? And then he like jumped up and said, boo. And I said, ah, you scared me. And we did that over <laughs> and over, but yeah. he was learning yeah. boo and he was, and we were adding in other sounds and words, you yeah. know, he would say yeah, more so and, you know, but for him, every time it was like it was so fun. Good. And yeah. we probably did it for like maybe like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was a really long, it was like That's over hilarious. and over and over, maybe even longer. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like once again, like children just delight so much in a moment and like mm-hmm. can really 
see things as new and fun um, in yeah. ways that I think adults could really benefit from. Yeah. So, so just like as the educator, like be open to the child, like they really have something for you. They're not a burden. Mm-hmm. Like, going back to our old, you know, our discussion last week or last time, right. like mm-hmm. the child is actually, has something for you, even though it's, it causes you to sacrifice. Yeah. I think that's, those are good, good answers to the question. Um, yeah. More practically, like how do we then be open or how do we help children? It does start with ourselves. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, just like you said, praying about like being that open vessel of like grace and love and um, just modeling that for your kids. It's yeah. good. Um, and then, and then like they learn that because they're modeling you. <laughs> and <laughs> so like, yeah. right. It's a, it's a relationship, right? So yeah. you like, you work on yourself or you fill yourself and then you give to the child and then they learn your skills they learn your, um, your demeanor, your dispositions, your, you know, the way you engage with the, with the world. Right. And then, and then, and then that relationship teaches us both ways, um, like how to really flourish, how to, how to be interested in things, how to educate ourselves and being human. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very well put. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Anything else? I think that's, that's yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Megan. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, We really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, We just wanted to um, let you know that you can support Awaken Catholic um, at theawakenapp.io. And you can also support specifically our show, The Naked Without Shame Show, at thenakedwithoutshameshow.com. And we would really appreciate it if you did.